Welcome to the Logistics of Logistics, a podcast dedicated to exploring how things get places and the people who get them there. We'll talk with logistics and supply chain leaders about innovation, industry trends, and the future of the logistics business. Now, here's your host, Joe Lynch. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Logistics of Logistics podcast. My name is Joe Lynch. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today's topic is Visibility 2.0, Accelerating the Customer Experience with my friend, Ron Richardson. How's it going, Ron? Great, Joe. How are you doing? Very good, very good. I'm excited to talk about this topic. Ron is a Michigander, so we have that in common. And I've had a number of Michiganders on all of a sudden. It seemed like this is the only state I didn't talk to for a while, but excited to have this conversation. So, Ron... I should also say before we uh, get to you, Ron is one of the visibility pioneers. So I'm excited to talk to him about where visibility was and where it is now and where it's heading. So Ron, please introduce yourself and your company and where you're at today. Yeah. So first off, thanks so much for having me on, Joe. This is a fantastic podcast and there are so many so many great people on here. So I'm really honored to be part of it. I'll start there. And yeah, as you said, I'm a, I'm a Motor City boy. So born and raised and lived most of my life in uh, Detroit, Michigan. Really proud of that. My, my parents were hardworking Midwestern people, salt Very of the nice. earth. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. So where are you living today and what's what's your title? Yeah, so I live in Dallas, Texas, and I'm the Chief Revenue Officer for Turbo. Very nice, very nice. So what does Turbo do? Yeah, so Turbo is all about digitally connecting technology, process, and people to achieve results, modern results, and actionable results in the transportation and supply chain space. So for a long time, companies have really struggled in very siloed systems in order to gain the visibility they're looking for in order to satisfy customer needs. And so Turbo has a combination of solutions that really helps shippers, 3PLs, distributors, brokers really achieve those kind of modern results. So excited to talk to you about it today. Right. Turbo is one of those TMS that is, I call modern TMS in that, you know, we have the first generation of just like we'd have visibility 1.0, 2.0. We had the the old guard of of technology. So if you implemented a TMS 30 years ago, it was very different. It was your server was down the down the hall, and it might still be down the hall because it's hard to it's hard to leave those big old legacy systems. And they weren't always that cool customer interface. They didn't always have stuff like visibility wasn't there. They didn't have the easy integrations that you have with Turbo. So I feel like not there's a wrong way to say it, but you, you, sometimes people are stuck that I talk to on my podcast with the old systems because you can't just move. There's no moving because you might have a million million shipments in there. It takes time to get out of those old old dogs and into the new ones. Yeah, that's that's for sure. There are a lot of legacy systems in transportation, right? And and TMS is one of those. A lot of companies have been running a TMS, like you said, for 10, 15, 20 years. And I spent a lot of my career in ERP, and we always called it the cement shoes, right? Right. And it's about, <laughs> gosh, I would love to be innovative. I would love to do new things with technology, but it's so dang hard to do that because... I've got to figure out how to bolt onto this legacy system. Right. So, yeah. 
well, in some ways, like you get punished for being that early adopter. Some big companies that said, hey, we're being high tech. We got a TMS in 1990. And now they're like, God darn, we're like last in, we're the, we're the last in technology. But it, anyway, let's, let's get into a little, before we get into the topic today, which is visibility 2.0, accelerating the customer experience. Tell us a little bit about you. Where'd you grow up? I, I know you grew up in Detroit area. Where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to school? Give us some career highlights before you joined Turbo. Yeah, yeah. So like I said, uh, born, raised in in Detroit, in uh, the Allen Park area. So right in um, the back, I'm the from, backyard. I'm from Dearborn. I'm from Dearborn. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say, right? In the backyard of Ford Motor Company, right? So Yeah, my mom and dad had a laundromat in, in, <laughs> in, in Allen Park. And when I was sick from school, I'd have to go to the laundromat. To this day, I hate going to laundromats or dry cleaners. <laughs> <laughs> if you grew up in that area, we like to say we have gasoline in our veins yes, versus we blood, do. right? You know, it's just automotive is everywhere around you and it permeates every category of life but yeah I grew up there and um, like I uh, was saying earlier hard-working parents salt of the earth people taught me that midwestern work ethic and uh, that's carried with me to today went to school at Michigan State uh, did go my green. bachelor's degree there go green go sparty and then went on to, to do an, uh, uh, a master's degree at Eastern Michigan University nice would you would you study I was in liberal arts, believe it or not, right? So I Which actually Which is a wanted... great background for technology and, and, and transportation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so um, I, I left Eastern Michigan wanting to be a professor at university and started doing some teaching gigs. They called it adjunct, right, in, right. at the time. Which, which, which meant... means broke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it meant, it meant you made no money and you were teaching. But So started doing that. And I'll never forget it. I don't want to date myself too much here, but 1998, on the way to a teaching adjunct, you know, gig, and I passed by a technology job fair in Livonia, Michigan. Okay. And I had my resume with me, and I walked in there, and I started talking to some of those companies. This is 1998. And uh, one of the companies was called Future 3, and they were an EDI release accounting package for the automotive industry. So I start talking to these folks. And they're like, wow, well, you're well-spoken. You you must be smart. You got a couple degrees. Come work for us and do training on our software for our new implementations and be, you know, work, work for our company. So I ended up joining. I still remember this day. They offered me $45,000 a year. And I thought I was rich, <laughs> you know. But it was, a, it was a phenomenal opportunity because I got to implement this software and train people on the software. And it was really about EDI and B2B connectivity, working on the shipping floor and creating those shipping documents, creating barcode labels, you know, shipping, just running a shipping dock, if you will. And I didn't realize it at the time, but it was just a phenomenal landing spot for me right. in the technology. Nice foundation. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's how I got started in technology was was doing that. And then I went on to sell, move into sales, and I did um, you know supply chain software, B2B software, spent a lot of years selling ERP software, mainly in the automotive uh, industry. Worked for a stint at Microsoft, was there when they launched Azure, right? So that migration oh, wow. to cloud was part of my background. And, you know, that's kind of the, the early days uh, of the, my career. Prior to coming to Turbo, I worked for five and a half years at a really innovative startup called Four Kites. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so 
was the 15th employee with that company and saw that from, you know, early series. So t- for, for those who don't know what that is, tell them what Four Kites does. Yeah, Four Kites is a really fascinating company. They do track and trace, you know, digital track and trace in the automotive, I'm sorry, in the transportation industry for a variety of customers. And and what what's really interesting about Four Four Kites is they do it at an enterprise level, right? So it's it's about being able to track all your shipments real time and manage by exception those that are truly at risk of being late. So yeah, you know, I was part of evangelizing that solution and pioneering that space, you know, five and a half years ago. It was very exciting to be part of. I think right now when when people think visibility, I think a lot of them will think of uh, Project 44. But I think before Project 44, we had Four Kites, which was one of the uh, first, I think. And then we had MacroPoint. And were there any others that were out there? You know, it, it, when, when I joined Four Kites, it was really just a handful of small niche providers yep. offering services. And it was very selective load tracking. So it was, hey, I have high value product. I want to track it right. or, or that sort of thing. And, and at the time, the technology was just cell phone tracking and triangulation. Right. So you would have to download yeah. something, which, by the way, is not is not a bad solution even today. I mean, lots of people are doing it, so it's it's uh, it's not it's not on the cutting edge, but there's some, certainly nothing wrong with it. It's it's good for the those use cases, those kind of one two, onesie twosie things. But at enterprise scale, when you're talking to a right. mega shipper, there's no way to scale that, you know, and normalize the data, if you will, to to really take action on it. So that that's really what Four Kites did exceptionally well was enterprise scale, normalize the data, manage by exception uh, what's being laid, and they're still rocking and rolling over there and having a phenomenal run. Yeah. So when and why did you join Turbo? Obviously, you had lots of choices out there. Why? When and why did you decide to come to Turbo? What did you see? Turbo had been on my radar for several years. You know, they came to market roughly the same time as as my previous employer did. And I just knew they had really cool technology, right? Like cutting edge, cool technology. I, I knew about them from some of the customers like Ryder and Lineage. Right. And I had seen firsthand the benefit. Of- Those are some pretty nice customers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I had seen some of the benefits of of the technology, and it was really about orchestrating visibility across functionally in a in your company as well as externally with customers. That got me really excited. So not just not just about you know where is a truck, but how do I look at the order? How do I look at inventory right. disposition? How do I look at the product moving from my finished goods manufacturing site to a DC to final mile to customer? And how do I see that in one solution in real time and take insight? That's what got me so excited about Turbo. I was like, holy cow, they actually have this in scale and in production. Right. Well, well, when we were talking about this prior to hitting record, we talked about you know the, how far visibility has come because I told you, there was people at one time, when, pre, before I heard of Four Kites, before I heard of uh, MacroPoint, 3PLs, like the one I we would say things like, oh, we'll give you visibility into your shipping. And we were. It just was, you know, every hour or every half hour, we'd make a phone call on a certain shipment. And I guess we would call that visibility. But it's 
Stone Age visibility compared to what we're doing now. And so anyway, Ron, tell, talk a little bit about that progression in visibility from where we were. And I'll call what I was doing back then with phones and emails. That would be visibility zero <laughs> where yeah. to, to where to where we're at and where we're heading. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say the big catalyst for the explosion of visibility, the way we, we see it today with, you know, a lot of these vendors was really based on the electronic logging device mandate, you know, yep. four, four and a half, five years ago, right? So this was the mandate by the federal government. These devices go in, in the trucks and help with digital hours of service. One of the big benefits of those devices was GPS enablement, right? So now you had every tractor or nearly every tractor and some trailers digitally enabled with Latin long pings, right? And so that was the catalyst of this whole thing was now we have at scale technology that we can tap into in order to harvest that information. Right. Yeah. And let me clarify for people who are saying, well, what is Ron talking about with hours of service ELD? So we have always had truckers have always been limited on the number of hours they can drive. So they always had hours of service. They always had those limitations because we don't want them driving, you know, and being exhausted. So we let we limit their hours. And so they always had to keep log books. And then there became this ELD, electronic logging devices. People were using them for years, but then the government mandated that every trucking company, ha every truck had to have one at a certain point. And I think that was like four, four years ago, five years ago. And then companies like companies who are looking at visibility then put their tracking device code, I guess, in those ELDs, correct? Well, yeah, it, well, it, it's really about harvesting the location information and then marrying that location information with information about the origin and destination and using geospatial type technology, you know, to lay down geofences to say, okay, I know that this, this truck's supposed to pick up in Frisco, Texas and deliver to San Antonio, Texas, this geofence. Right. Let's track where that guy's at and is he on time or late? I better not see him in Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was, you know, those types of technologies are what led to the boom of, okay, where is the truck, right? And right. doing that at an enterprise scale for as a large shipper, that's what really made it take off. Right. So that's, so we had the old way with no technology, just doing it manually. Then that was, then we had what I'll call the, the downloadable information. You download macro point or four crates onto your mobile phone, the driver's phone, and they can track it that way. And then we had the ELD where we headed. I mean, I think one of the things you said to me was interesting is now we're going to start collaborating around that information as opposed before it was just like it, there it is. I can see it. This truck is here. But what do I do about it? If he's running late, what do I do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. So, you know, I, I go back to, you know, the early days of in my ERP days when, you know, the, the transportation department was, ah, you know, we, we don't, they just move stuff for us, right? It's, it's come such a long way. And so now companies are saying, hey, we, we have a great track and trace function in our, if we're a large shipper, for example, now we have a digital twin through some of these new kind of 1.0 visibility technologies. Now we can digitally see that truck. We don't have to call all the time. That's, that's really valuable. 
But where companies are at today is they're saying, how do I unleash that data from my track and trace transportation function and marry that data up to other data sets in my company to truly deliver next generation visibility and workflow orchestration all the way to the final DC where that product is getting delivered. That's where the market is going, in my opinion. Right. And it's also, if I could jump in, and this is what you said when we were prepping, is we can also collaborate around that information. I mean, and that's where Turbo comes in, where you have this visibility into the system. And I was joking. I don't want to just see my ship sinking. I want to know when it's starting to sink so I can run over and put a patch on it. The old visibility was uh, sometimes after the fact, right? For many years, I would say, oh, well, yeah, it looks like this went wrong. Don't yeah. tell me when it's going wrong. So ideally, me as a supply chain guy, me as a shipper, I want to be able to uh, say, I want end-to-end visibility. And I want to be able to collaborate. When that truck is running two hours late, I want to be able to make adjustments. If, but if I don't have that information in the right systems at the right time and the ability to collaborate, I can't do anything about it. That's exactly right. So if you, if you think of a real example, Joe, I'll give you one here, right? So I'm a large shipper and I make, uh, you know, protein products. Maybe I make chicken, right, as an example. Right. And I get a call from a Walmart DC, right, in Frisco, Texas. We'll, we'll keep that example going. And that person says, hey, we need 100 skids or pallets of chicken breast, right? Me as the customer service person at that shipper, how do I solve that problem in today's world? In today's world, this, this, the solution is a bunch of calls, right? Hey, I looked in our system. I'm not seeing product. I've got third-party cold storage. Can I see the inventory visibility there? Is the product you know, coming off the, the manufacturing line, the finished good? And is it available there for me to hotshot over to the Frisco location? Is it in transit between my manufacturing site and my DC? Or is it even already en route to my customer and I just don't know? It's all these calls over and over and over again, right? And that's what Turbo's here to solve is let's, let's digitally connect to those systems. Let's give insight, not only in, in it for me as a shipper, but for my third-party warehousing, and for my final right. customer. We're all digitally connected. Right. I can tell you, when, when I was still at a, a 3PL, we had, sometimes we had a lot of automotive cu- customers that we supported. And as you know, if you don't get the stuff to their locations, you can shut down a line. So they'll say, that has to be here by Thursday morning. We'd make sure it'd be there by Wednesday afternoon. And then I would, not always, but on occasion, they would call me, and I know when the customer's calling me rather than my guys that there's a real problem, and they go, Joe, we were very clear that we needed this Thursday morning. We are going to shut down the line. They go, hang on. Are you sure it's not there? I, I go, I'm pretty sure it's there. It would be in their location, and they didn't know. So it, so we, exactly. we, were using, we were using a system. It's just until we got the uh, proof of delivery from the carrier, which might be lagging a day, we don't update the system. To, I mean, we, we update the system, but we can't prove that it's there. And it was always that probably happened twice a week with one of our customers. It was crazy. So they did. So they even even for the end customer who was receiving it today, they would just go to the, uh, your system and go, "Oh, all right, we got that yesterday. Where is it? You know, where, where do we where do we put it?" That that's exactly right. That's a great example. And uh, you and I come from the Detroit area, right? So. 
you think of the just-in-time model that you know was really right. perfected in automotive. Almost every industry now is is wanting that just-in-time model. I want to know exactly where this skew is right this second, right? Right. And, and so that that's that's what we're pursuing at Turbo, and it's really pursuing that along with a very modern TMS solution. That that's what what it, the game's about for us. Yeah, and that's a, I, I wrote some other notes on run. So one of the other things I want to talk about is like this idea of the the modern TMS. And this is where TMSs have changed where we used to have a TMS that was, uh, they did everything. So every function in the TMS, they said, we do everything. You don't need another tool in this, the whole world other than this TMS. And now uh, we have all these new systems. And I, by the way, I, I lived through this where you say, well, there is this one system we need to integrate to. And you would have to integrate, you would have to find some very specialized guy to integrate that system to that system. And it would take six weeks before he was available. It's going to take six six weeks to do it, and it's forty thousand dollars. You're like, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't do that anymore. So talk about how the modern TMS manages like that framework that connects to everything easily. Yeah. So lots of legacy TMS solutions out in the market, right? And like I said earlier, cement shoe type philosophy, right? I, I can't do anything with this solution, and it's very troublesome and, and, you know, it just feels like you can't innovate. So what Turbo did is we, we've been doing TMS for a number of years and it was embedded in our digital collaboration play. And we said, gosh, we've, we've got this down to a science. Let's carve that off and offer that to the market as its own solution. So you can buy TMS from Turbo, you can buy collaboration from Turbo, or you can buy both of them. If you, if you go with our TMS solution, it is a modern, freshly coded, highly dynamic core of TMS capability, right? So we do plan, execute, and settle as good as anybody in the market. But it's all freshly coded and it's modern. And what that means is, is I go out and I observe this technology explosion in the market of all these new capabilities. I know last week you had green screens on, right? right. Uh, on a podcast. They're doing some phenomenal stuff around pricing. If I want to bolt them on and, and I have a legacy TMS, very, <laughs> very hard to do, right? Right. So our philosophy on TMS is be a highly extensible solution, make it super easy for a broker to bolt on a green screens or a parade or any of this cool right. new technology so that I can turn it on and be immediately digital competitive, right? To, to, to me. And when you say turn it on, that means it's already got that API. I'm, I'm probably botching this, but already connected. You got that API between the two systems. As soon as I say, I just bought green screens, bam, it's not, it's on as opposed to. That's right. The old way was. I want to use green screens and I got to wait 12 weeks and I can pay 40 grand <laughs> to get this connection that might never be right. <laughs> That's right. I got to go find somebody to integrate it. I got to map out the integration. I've got to go live and none of that, right? This, this is all about, I bought the backbone. There are pre-configured integrations and we, we add these weekly to our, our TMS portfolio where you can turn this on. And, and instantly have those integrations done. Right. 
So what that means is if I'm a if I'm a new broker, for example, I don't have to go out and do all these selections. I can look at the library that Turbo already has and say, I want that, that, and that, turn it on, and I'm good to go. As needed. And so yeah. as I as I grow and a customer says, Hey, do you have do you have access to this? They go, probably let me check. Yep, I got access to that. I'll turn it on tomorrow. Exactly. And you said uh, when we were prepping, you called that your uh, partner 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 first philosophy. The the idea that we're going to partner with the very best in class. You know, those are usually like green screens is dynamic pricing. Parades got that. What are they? Capacity management. So you have all these different companies that have creating. You know, they're real focused and they're creating great technology. And you guys say, yeah, cool. We're not jealous. We'll just bring it in. <laughs> That's right. That's right. If, if if there are these capabilities that, ex- that exist in the market and are emerging and they can immediately make you better as a broker or 3PL or shipper, let's democratize that, right? Turn it on. Let let the industry take advantage of it and, and have great partnerships with these companies. That That's what we're all about. Oh. And I tell you, it's really resonating in the market. The uptick for us has just been amazing, right? By the way, I was I was talking to somebody not so long ago and they said, are you using a laptop? I said, yeah. They go, just one? I go, yeah. Well, how many What should I use? They go, well, everybody in this business uses two or three. And I was like, because they're so used to having, I take information out of this system and I cut, copy, paste, or, or I'm just getting information that I'm putting in here. And you're like, when, when I have to have a whole bunch of multiple screens open, first off, I'm not working very, that's, that's hard on the brain. But secondly, it just speaks to the lack of integration. It speaks to the, the lack, your system limitation, if you ask me. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. We we joke in, in Turbo, we call it swivel chair, right? Which is, right. Yeah, uh, <laughs> what do I do? Which one are you trying on? Yeah, yeah. By the way, I do have my laptop sitting next to me. I don't know why. Maybe it's just security. <laughs> but To your point, though, Joe, there, I, I think you're bringing up something really important. It's hard enough in my own business, in my own four walls to to go between these systems. But when you think of customer experience, right, it, it's, it's on another level, right? So I certainly don't want to come off to my customer and appear like I'm Frankenstein, right? I've got all these stitched together systems. And right. if you get a delivery from my private fleet, it looks one way. If you get a delivery from a third party carrier that I use, your experience is different. It's all about unifying that customer experience through one set of digitally enabled capabilities. You know, I'll talk in this. We didn't talk about this when we we're prepping, but I'm sure I know what your thoughts are on it. When you have this ability to to plug and play, I say, look, I'm already connected. All I got to do is turn on whatever Turbo partners with everybody, everything I need. If there is a new technology, and there's going to be, somebody's going to come up with the next great app, next great software. You don't know what that is, and you don't know when it's coming. All you know, Ron, is you're going to integrate with it. The problem is if you've got an older system, if you're tied to that, you call them cement shoes, you don't have the ability to do that. You can't just make those quick moves. You can't be agile in the market. You can't do what your customers ask. And by the way, I can say this having been at a 3PL for a number of years. There's always a new customer who wants something else. They always say, "Do you have the, can your system do this? And it's a it's a bad feeling when you're like, not yet, but I'll I'll talk to my I'll talk to my guys and see if it's on the technology roadmap. 
and it, and it's always on the technology roadmap for two years out. <laughs> yeah, if if you look at the technology curve and the digitization of transportation and supply chain, we're just on the cusp of it, right? right. Really, we are, and so. You better, as a shipper or 3PL or broker, if you want to compete, you better have a, a strategy that allows you to easily adopt and be agile. Otherwise, you're going to get left behind. Yeah, and also, it's just, it's like, kind of like, uh, I, I use the example sometimes, WordPress. If you use WordPress, it's a framework that lets you use anything you want. WordPress is never going away because it's it stays modern by its partners getting modern. So, that's I think this is the way software is going to be developed in the future is there's just the ability to say we can upgrade because, God, the old upgrades that we used to have, if you have to – a buddy of mine said this. He's a vice president of a large automotive company. They update, updated to SAP, and he said, if we ever have to replace this SAP, I'm going to retire. I'm never going to go through it again. He goes, I hate it that much. <laughs> and and that that's the old implementation model that we can't afford. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just too painful, and it's too IT intensive for companies, right? right. Uh, you know, you, you you've got enough IT problems, you know, running your manufacturing operations and all these things. The last thing you want to do is have those resources spending a lot of time trying to keep up with this technology. It's better to have a a backbone or framework that allows you to integrate in a very quick way. Right. So, Ron, I'm, I've got a lot of ground to cover with you. So. Well, first off, we talked about this visibility progression from from zero back in the olden days where we did it all manually to 1.0, which we'll call the four kites, the macro points, downloaded onto your mobile. Now we've got better visibility, and now we're, you're giving us the ability to use that visibility to collaborate from order to cash, from beginning to end. And then we talked a little bit about this framework, that Turbo is a framework that allows you to plug and play. So it's a partner first philosophy. Sure. And then I want to talk a little bit about this this idea of um, the broader visibility. I was saying this on my podcast just yesterday, and I told you about it, is a lot of times logistics and transportation company freight brokers say, oh, I'll give you visibility. They give you visibility from point A to point B. It's two days. And the problem I have with that is if I'm a shipper, I was like, I got like a 16-week process from order to cash, and you're giving me two days, and you want act as if you solved world peace here. Broader visibility is what you guys are trying to deliver at Turbo, right? Yeah, that's exactly what we're, what we're about. And uh, it, it's really, you know, if you think about an order to cash cycle, right, there are sets of data that I've got to get from different systems and marry those up and provide some sort of actionable insight. So I've got to get the order, right? I've got to tie into my manufacturing systems to understand the finished good, right? Getting produced. I've got to be able to track it from my manufacturing site to my DC, right? And I've got to have inventory visibility. I might have third-party warehousing through another vendor, right? right? How do I gain visibility there? And then obviously that final mile when that product leaves my DC or third party DC and goes to my final customer, how do I, I keep visibility of that load or that shipment all the way to final delivery to that customer? That That is what helps companies move out of just a pure track and trace function. Right. Where's the truck to 
how are we satisfying an on time and in full process from a customer, right? Well, yeah, you think about what we've been going through. And God, I, I like, I've said this enough. I said this a year ago on my podcast. I think we're on the last part of COVID. And now I'm going to say it again. <laughs> I want to, I don't want to curse it. I feel we're like there. I'm kind of, but uh, we're at the last stages of COVID, but we've all experienced this massive supply chain bottleneck on the, on the, on the ports. And we all want visibility from the time, you know, maybe that the, the order got started way back in, you know, months ago. And now this stuff is, is stuck in the ocean. Somebody's saying, I'll give you visibility for your trucking. It's nice. <laughs> but what I want is I want the visibility for getting through the ports and getting, you know, this entire, this entire order to cash process that I have to go through. So I think we as transportation and logistics freight brokers, we need to start becoming order to cash guys, not just I'll get you a truck guys. And I think this using a system like Turbo, which is geared towards a, a supply chain, not just moving up a, a truck is super important. Yeah. You, Joe, you're, you're hitting a really key point. And I've seen this trend over my years in transportation, you know, for the longest time, if you went and talked to a large shipper, you had a domestic transportation group and then you had the international team. Right. <laughs> And then you had customer service and and sales in all these very fragmented approach, right? So the people tracking the containers were a different group. The people doing over the road, final mile, different group. And the orchestration just wasn't there. So what does that yield? That yields a very fragmented right. customer experience, right? And so that's what you got to get after if you're, you know, in the business of delighting customers, which I'm sure everybody listening is, you know. Right. And, and that brings us to another topic is uh, when you think about our technology, that's a, we've gone through a technology progression. When I first started working, we used software. I'm not that old. We used software, but it was always like it was back office. So it was HR systems that we all had to log into. Or if you want to order parts, you have to go into this system. And sometimes... Those were pretty clunky, and it was just one day you got you got told that we we're going to start using the system. Usually, you didn't get to have any say in it. It wasn't developed for you. You started using it. Somebody like Ron came around and taught you how to use it, and then uh, you're on your own. Sometimes that was clunky. I mean, it was new. It was in the software was still in its infancy. It was not something that was customer facing. The software we're talking about today. If you have a TMS most likely your customers are touching it. And you said it earlier today, Ron, you said the young people who are coming, they know what they expect. They've been using all these apps their whole life. And when you say, hey, here's our clunky tech, go ahead and use it. They aren't going to be happy. So we have to have that tech platform, that TMS has to, has to compete with Lyft and Uber and DoorDash. And if it comes off as the least bit cumbersome or, oh, yeah, do you go go an extra. Oh, yeah, all you got to do is go to the next screen. And they're like, what do you mean I go to the next screen? And also <laughs> yeah. it has to be intuitive. We're used to that. In consumer technology, we are used to no training. No, hey, you want to use, hey, Ron, you want to use Uber? It's easy. Just go to the training. You're like, no, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You know, we, we in technology, the technology world, we call it a consumer grade user interface, right? Which is yeah, which is this thing, right? It's hey, it's simple, easy. I know where to click. It's it's as simple as it gets. <laughs> that, that's what people are looking for. 
Yeah. That is not what the old TMSs are. I can tell you this. I'm not, I'm not, I have no bias, but I, I've used a lot of different transportation management systems. Some of the old ones, like I know they're trying to put user, uh, new user interfaces on them, but, uh, you know, that's a little bit of perfume on a pig sometimes, but, um, <laughs> yeah. it's, yeah. um, <laughs> they don't have that, that new user interface that we're just used to. We're spoiled. You know, we, we're not going back to clunky. <laughs> when we demo the Turbo TMS solution, that within the first 45 seconds, that is always the first response we get. This looks like nothing else in the TMS space. Yeah, because it's fresh coded, it's modern. Yeah, it's it's new. And uh, there, there's a huge opportunity for, you know, to improve that sector. And it it's really about talent too, right? If you look at a lot of the talent, there's a talent injection, I believe, into supply chain and transportation. Some of the best schools out there, you know, University of Arkansas, supply chain. I say that because my my son goes there. I want to talk to those guys. Yeah, they're they're great people. But if you look at the- I know know your Michigan State Spartans say they're the very best at supply chain. (laughs) The Arkansas guys are up there too, for sure. Well, they can can battle it out. They're both world-class. Yeah, yeah. But, but you look at the talent coming out of any of those schools, right? You want to work on the cutting edge, right? And the way to do that is to have fresh tech that these people can go take advantage of and really move the needle for your business, right? One, you know, the premise of, of our talk is around that customer experience and improving right. it. The way you do that today is not through a bunch of calls, right? It's through digital orchestration. One last thing I want to talk to you about sure. is automation within that process. So I know uh, that digit- digitization or digitalization, a lot of times that involves automating processes. How does uh, Turvo manage some of that automation? Yeah. So our system, when, when you use it, has a sophisticated set of rules, right? There's a whole rules engine, right? So if a product is supposed to arrive at a certain location at a certain time and it doesn't, right? There's a notification capability that can cascade in in the business. So we have a whole sophisticated set of rules and capabilities and notifications via, you know, this guy here. Uh, On on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's cool. Cause I I didn't know you guys did that. That's, that's awesome. And and so text messaging and, and these types of things, and it's all about predictive in and proactive right not reactive we want the industry out of the reactive mode and there's always going to be a bad situation there's always going to be a it's late truck. Biz. <laughs> but if i can get in front of it and i say hey i'm sorry you know but this is what's happening that's a heck of a lot better than the call from the other side which is what's going on you know right as you said as you said before it's it's all about being able to collaborate when when you notice the ship is sinking right when you notice that truck is late so if, so if i get that notification that says hey th- these 16 trucks are doing just fine but these two seem to be a little behind uh, i can figure out how far behind hours before i before that, I have to disappoint a customer and I can call and say, hey, would it be possible to move some appointments or, as opposed to apologizing tomorrow for the, the fall down? <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. Proactive. Yeah. All right. Ron, we've gone all over the place on this, but all these things we're talking about is really about 
accelerating the customer experience, not, not only with the visibility, but also with a tool that's meant meant to allow you to collaborate around that visibility. Because again, data without being able to act on it isn't that useful, right? <laughs> Knowing something and not being able to do anything about it, not that useful. So Turbo is kind of connected to this visibility. And, and the next level of visibility is really this end-to-end, you know, not just, not, not visibility for two hours or two days, but end-to-end, order to cash. So I'm going to summarize all we talked about or try to, and then um, I want to get your final thoughts on the topic. Then I want to hear a little, little more about what's going on at Turbo. So we talked about this visibility progression where we used to have no visibility. Then we had the first generation of visibility, which was download an app onto your phone. And then we got to the ELD level of visibility. And now it's just starting. I think the next level, we, just, we already just talked about, was getting that visibility so it's usable within your systems so you can start to collaborate around it. So secondly, we talked a little bit about this framework for partnerships. So you have a Turbo is a TMS that is set up to connect to all these partners. So you can always connect to the latest, greatest, best-in-class technology. Again, we talked about broader visibility, order to cash, collaborating from order to cash. Again, in fact, the data is available. I should be able to move around it. And last but not least, we talked a lot about this consumer tech has really influenced what we're doing the expectation now from our our shippers is they want to use the same cool software that they see in their consumer life at work. So you can't deliver. And by the way, t- technology used to be in the background. They didn't see it. It's only this latest generation of software that a lot of shippers are starting to see it. And they they expect it to look nice because they don't have to use it. They can go somewhere else. That's exactly right. So, final thoughts on all this. We've <laughs> been a long way, Ron. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was a great conversation. I, I would say, you know, when it comes to to this concept of visibility, it, it's all about unleashing the insights, right, it, to a broader community in your organization and externally, and marrying that that location information now with order, with inventory disposition and other data sets to really drive visibility across your business, not just in transportation. So that's number one. Number two is if you're a 3PL or a broker or a shipper and you're at a point where you say, hey, we really need a more agile approach to take advantage of the latest technology, certainly let us know, right? We'd love to to talk to you about that. We've got phenomenal capabilities there. And as you said, it, it's it's a consumer-grade UI world, right? We all want that. We all want the ability to say, hey, there's a cool new app. I'm going to download it. And if I can do that on my phone, why can't I do that in business, right? right. And it, it, and your TMS and your technology stack should be able to react that quickly. Right. And uh, that's what we're driving at for at Turbo, and we're, we're super excited to, uh, to be in this space. It's the hottest space in the world right now. Oh, yeah, it certainly is. And again, it is interesting. You said something earlier, and I don't know if we were, you were recording yet, but you said we're just in the infancy of this. So we don't even know what that – we know that we're all talking about visibility right now, and that's the killer app. Who knows what the killer app is next year? That's the point of having an open framework as your TMS where you say, yeah, I can use all of their function or bring in another – you know, that that – Crazy new, crazy new thing that's going to add all this value. We can add it, you know, next week. Yeah, so. that's exactly right. 
be, be agile, be ready. And it's going to be a fun ride, right? I look at just, you know, my time directly in transportation over the last six, seven years, and the amount of change has just been phenomenal from a technology standpoint. Unbelievable, oh, yeah. right? And I can't even imagine what the next six, seven years are going to be about, but I can tell you Turbo will be at the leader spot, you know, when it comes to that. So exciting stuff. Yeah, and, and it is crazy because you mentioned you started your career and when you would walk through a facility, transportation was bolted on and it's in a shed. Nobody cared. It wasn't a big thing. And I think that's changed in my career too. I remember when, when I was in automotive, somebody invited me to a logistics meeting. I was like, I'm never going to a logistics meeting ever, <laughs> ever. Well, I, I, I'll tell you, Joe, here's, it's funny. When, when I was implementing those EDI systems in 1998, if you would have said to me, Ron, the EDI will be still a, a dominant force in 2022, I would have said, no way, right? No way. And EDI is still the backbone of communication, you know, B2B. And it, it's been phenomenal to, to see that and uh, be part of it. Yep. So, Ron, before you go, what's new over at Turvo? First off, who's your sweet spot? Who do you guys work with the most? And then I want to hear about some of the conferences you guys are attending. Yeah, so so from a TMS standpoint, we are having amazing traction in the market with 3PLs and uh, brokers, right? That's really where our sweet spot is, as well as smaller shippers, right? That is where we're getting amazing uptick in the market in terms of our transportation management solution, right? Right. Our collaboration capability extends really large shippers, large 3PLs, companies who've done acquisitions and are right. looking for a unified framework in order to ingest that acquisition. Companies who are looking, if you're a 3PL and you say, hey, we're really interested in starting a brokerage, we've got a perfect play. It's like a T play, I call it, right? Which is leverage our TMS solution for your brokerage, use collaboration to look across your business now and figure out asset utilization, where can you dip into some of your your assets in order to service some of that new brokerage. So, and, and large shippers, right? If you're a large shipper and you've got the Frankenstein, you know, customer experience, which is, I, I don't know who my customer's seeing, but it's not very pretty. Come talk to us. We can help you solve that. Right. You know, I did a podcast with Mike Mulqueen from JBF Consulting. And so they advise very large shippers on how to select a 3PL and how to implement that 3PL. And they would do all those integrations. And then they would make sure that these customers are being successful. And one of the things he talked about on my podcast is what's happening to a lot of large shippers is there's been acquisitions in the space. And so you might have been using the same TMS for 25 years and you say, we'd like to change to something that's cloud-based, that's something a little nicer interface, maybe a Turvo. But we, it's just too much. But then when you're the company that acquired your TMS says, we're not going to support you anymore in that, in that old server mentality, they start looking around and saying, well, if I'm going to make this big a change, I might as well see what's out there. So they said there's a lot of companies that are kind of forced against their will to look around for 
that modern TMS. And they, and you, you call them cement shoes. It is truly cement shoes because you might have millions of orders. Cause again, you implemented it a long time ago. You're cutting edge then and you're way behind now. <laughs> yeah. Or, or Joe, you could be in a situation where you say, Hey, I've got, I'm a shipper, a large shipper. I have a TMS and I can't change that. Right. But I still want to be innovative. This digital collaboration play from Turbo can help because we can take orders, warehouse data, inventory data, and TMS data from your legacy systems and, and present that in a unified way, right? That you so can that's, share. That. Yeah, so it's it's much more than a band-aid. It's it's a it's a, a system that'll kind of bring you to the modern day without without a piecework approach. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So your sweet spot again is brokers, 3PLs, and then you're working with a lot of small shippers and the big shippers as they uh, as they get thrown from their existing systems or decide I can't stand this uh, server sitting in the hallway next to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Anyway, what conferences are you going to, Ron? Where's Turbo going to be? And do you have any we upcoming webinars? Yeah. So we just had a very uh, successful webinar with Port Logistics, right? So we I want to get Port City on my podcast. You have to introduce me. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were on and uh, we had a great conversation with them. We're going to be at the TIA conference. Just about every conference out there we're going to be at. Okay. We're planning to have a significant presence at the Gartner conference. So yeah, just about any transportation conference out there, you'll see Turbo people there. They'll have this uh, amazing logo. There you <laughs> Come go. talk to us. Yeah. Excellent. Ron, thank you so much for taking the time. It's always nice to talk to another Michigan gangster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, great, Joe. Thank you so much. Appreciate your time. <laughs> thank you so much. And thank all of you for listening to my podcast. Your support's very much appreciated. Until next time, Onward and Upward. You've been listening to the Logistics of Logistics podcast, where we engage in conversation with experts in the logistics field. For more details, visit thelogisticsoflogistics.com or follow Joe Lynch on LinkedIn.